This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Two Arguments for a Great Lakes Model Not Conclusive by Michael R. Ash. Read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. In last week's column, I pointed out five common claims advanced by those who propose a Great Lakes theory for Book of Mormon geography. In this issue, I will discuss the first and fifth claims. Number one, the word lake is never used in the Book of Mormon, other than metaphorically. The word sea could easily refer to lakes, just as the Dead Sea doesn't denote an actual sea. Therefore, the Great Lakes could be the Book of Mormon seas. It is a legitimate argument. All languages have words that can mean different things depending on a variety of factors, including context. Dr. William Hamblin notes, for instance, dialectic variations on the same Hebrew word can mean ram, deer, ibex, or mountain goat, due to different dialects in different ecological zones, quoted in Shaken Faith Syndrome, Page 42. Not only can some words be ambiguous, some words actually can mean opposite things depending on the context. Following are just a few examples. Buckle. This word can mean to hold things together, as in to buckle your seatbelt, or to fall apart, as in to buckle under pressure. Dust. This can refer both to the removal of or sprinkling of fine particles. Today I'll dust off the shelf. Or, the police should dust for fingerprints. Fast. To move rapidly, or not to move at all. He held fast to his position. While the topic of language ambiguity will be discussed in greater detail in a future column, for now it's important to understand that the Book of Mormon, which has a very limited vocabulary, undoubtedly has multiple meanings for various words, and that sea could in fact denote oceans or lakes. This does not necessarily mean that the Great Lakes region is the best fit for Book of Mormon geography. Some of those who poised other geographies also argue that the word sea may refer to lakes as well as oceans. It does mean, however, that this particular argument does work in favor of the Great Lakes model as well. Number 5. Joseph Smith and the Doctrine and Covenants refer to the Native Americans in their area as Lamanites. According to the Great Lake theorists, the fact that Joseph Smith referred to the local Native Americans as Lamanites, both in his personal writings as well as in the Doctrine and Covenants, is strong evidence, if not proof, that the Native Americans in the northeastern United States are a remnant of the original Lamanites who lived in the same area during the Book of Mormon times. As discussed in an earlier article, the term Lamanite has at least three ways in which it can be understood, by genetics, by culture, or through genealogy. My earlier articles on DNA and the Book of Mormon demonstrated that not all of one's descendants will end up with the DNA genetic markers of one's ancestors. 
While the Native Americans and Joseph Smith's local vicinity may be genetically descended from the Lehites, there is currently no way to demonstrate this link or the lack thereof. All Native Americans can be considered Lamanites from cultural as well as genealogical perspectives. Culturally, people of the United States are Americans, even if they originally came from Africa, Europe, or Asia. And culturally, the descendants of this country's indigenous inhabitants were once referred to as Indians, a term originally and mistakenly applied by Columbus. Today, they are often referred to as Native Americans, although they never referred to themselves as Americans until long after the name became popular by those who invaded the New World. Likewise, early Latter-day Saints commonly referred to all Native Americans as Lamanites. The use of the term Lamanite in the Doctrine and Covenants may simply be an extension of a common LDS vernacular of the time. Lastly, and more importantly, it is very likely that Lehi and his sons would appear on the ancestral slot of virtually all Native Americans today. Recent studies demonstrate that many large groups of humans are related in distant ways and that most people are descendants of Abraham. In fact, studies suggest that all the people on earth today have a common ancestor who may have lived recently as the time of Christ. Therefore, modern prophets have accurately referred to the people of North and South America and even those of the Pacific Isles as Lamanites. This presents a problem for those who claim that true Lamanites must have a specific DNA found only among the tribes in the Great Lakes region. While the Doctrine and Covenants correctly refers to the indigenous people of Joseph's vicinity as Lamanite, this does nothing to advance a theory on Book of Mormon geography. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that a fair Mormon.